0: You're about to listen to episode 62 of Women Who Kill. This is Kai Choice, if you don't know me by now. Uh, Hey, if you're liking the show so far, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot. It helps new people find the show. The more people find the show, the longer I can keep doing this. And, uh, you know, stay afloat during this difficult fucking time that is the apocalypse and the end of the world. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Anyway, do that. If you want to send me an email, uh, you can do that at gmail.com. If you uh, have anyone who you want to hear on the show, uh, people you think we should talk about on the show, or if I've talked about you on the show and you're uh, you're alive, you're in prison, you're mad at me, or you have intel that you think I should know, maybe I'll, I'll bring it up on a, a bonus Patreon episode that you won't have access to. probably Probably. right uh but you know you want to set the record straight i'm open to making that happen uh aside from that uh let's get into our guest today very funny comedian uh based in new york featured in the new york times chris caligero
1: hey kai how are you good how are you I'm good. Um, I I was thinking today, um, about like when I was like, you know, gonna do this podcast that like I wish I was hoping it would have like a great um, like a theme song like like women who kill, women who kill. I feel like it'd be really fun for you. Oh
0: no, there's a there's a theme song, but it's it's just uh it's just music. Oh right, I figured you had like a Cynthia and spooky. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. I was thinking more like an '80s sitcom style.
0: If you if you want to write one. All right. I'll I'll play it uh just just for your episode.
1: Great, great. My rates are really reasonable. Yeah,
0: so, I'll add it up top. You you could do <laughs> you could sing you could sing the
1: lyrics. Yeah, dude. I can sing. I took singing lessons. Did you? Uh I did. My wife got them for me uh for my birthday when I turned 35.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm jealous. I I kind of want to I kind of want to do that.
1: It's great. It actually it helps uh it helped in my performance in um on stage and acting too because you kind of just learn how to command your voice a little better yeah are you you're a theater guy no i never i was i'm not i was i wanted to and i was too afraid to do it i was too afraid to do so many things when i was younger and that was one of them like i wanted to do it but i didn't do it because i was too nervous
0: oh what were you a sports guy
1: yeah. Yeah. I was a sports guy. Yeah.
0: Were, were you like on the football team and like secretly wanted to be in a, a drama class?
1: <laughs> kind of. I um, mean, I did. I only played football freshman year, but I played, you know, baseball and uh, mostly basketball. But yeah, I was like when I got to college, I was like, I should try out. No, stupid, stupid. No, no, no. But I would really just get too nervous and like um, and afraid of failure. So that was why I didn't do it. And I didn't start comedy till I was 25 either. So.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy that's yeah. that's like elderly in comedy years. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> that's how I feel. It's like I, I hate it when uh I always want to block people but they happen to be really funny people so I haven't blocked them yet but you know you know those those Twitter Twitter people who are who are crying about how old they are at 24 uh, I'm like
1: I girl, get out of here. Get a hobby. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Uh, but uh yeah you strike me as someone who's old, who's who's a theater a seasoned theater guy cuz you're so you're such a good performer. And, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, your characters are fucking
1: great. Thank you very much. I work uh, hard on trying to catch up on what I missed out by not by having too much anxiety, so. Oh, I want to learn how to do characters.
0: Maybe maybe one day.
1: Yeah, I didn't do them for a long time when I started stand up. Um and then I I bombed with a character so bad early in stand up that it scared me for like so long. Uh-huh. And then um I don't know what it was. I just I like, kind of got into the idea and started doing them live and then I started putting them on Twitter and now I love doing them.
0: Yeah, did people know you were you were uh, bombing though or did you know because with a uh, character, it's it's hard to tell, and you can like play it off like like this is the way it's supposed to be going, you know?
1: Right, right, right. I, I don't I don't think I was seasoned enough in doing character work to even know if there was a difference or like cover it up or, or be able to comfort myself with that uh-huh. fact. Um. So yeah, I think I bombed, and it felt like I was stinking up the whole room. So <laughs> got it. Hard to say now. That's funny. Well, speaking.
0: Of characters, yeah. yeah, we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about the, the Oversteegen sisters, mostly one of them, Freddie Oversteegen, but we'll we'll talk a little bit about her sister Truce, And I'm gonna assume I'm pronouncing it wrong because it's a Dutch name. So if you're Dutch and you're listening to this and you want to let me know the proper way to pronounce this name, that is spelled T R U U S. Let me know, cause uh you know I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole on purpose. Anyway, Freddie Oversteegen, if you don't know, was uh, famous. For, with her sister and her best friend, uh, killing Nazis. So we'll get into it. Yeah. Now, uh, how do you feel about this, Chris? I, I feel like we're going to be talking about them a lot, and I don't know how many times I want to drop, uh, drop an end bomb right. on this show. Sure. Uh, uh, not to be confused with the N
1: word. Yeah, the N, yes. <laughs> the N bomb. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the, yeah. Okay, please note the difference.
0: Because I don't want to give them the credit. You know, I don't want to give them all of the the, the literal lip service. So uh, I like to, I like to substitute the word shitbags for every instance that we're gonna we're gonna say the word Nazi. Or if you have a different word, Do you got like some so, like an East Coast uh, type I suggestion.
1: I mean, I don't know. Like I've been, I'm partial to bringing back dillweed. Dillweed?
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, we can use both of those.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. I think we will we'll right. know who we're talking about. Shipbag dillweeds.
0: So Freddie Overstegen was born on uh, September sixth, nineteen twenty five. Oh by the way, that makes her uh a Virgo.
1: Oh, are you into that? Do you, do you know <laughs> that's do you know that stuff?
0: Only for the purposes of this podcast. I do like to look it up because uh you know, generally we talk about uh or I would say often, more often, we talk about uh, serial killers and murderers who uh, were bad murderers. Right. uh, Occasionally we cover good murderers if there is such a thing. More
1: righteous than anything else.
0: Yeah. Uh, But Virgos, well known for their willpower. In the face of any challenge, you have the discipline and perseverance to be successful. And I would say... That's pretty spot on. Even in chaotic situations, you have the ability to bring order with great organizational skills. And what is a better display of organizational skills than uh, being a teenager leading a, an assassination squad against uh, of Nazis?
1: Yeah, no, I, th- that fits her very well. I mean, the, the fortitude to uh, not only, you know, joy in the resistance, but to like be not just a spectator, you know, in it and not, you know, be somebody who just is like not that it's bad to just to be part of the resistance and hand out flyers and do organizational work, but like the nitty-gritty of doing it and especially being so young is like yeah. amazing.
0: Well, so let's let's uh let's start from the the very beginning. So she was born uh, uh in the Nether- Netherlands and she was raised by her mom and her dad but they they got divorced which one article i read made made a point of of noting how uh, amicable the divorce was
1: yeah the, i saw that uh that he he sang a song to them off the bow of the ship as he left for france yeah. which i think is how every divorce should end yeah or should, should be like a
0: rom-com but like a, the anti-rom-com
1: yeah, like exactly. The Marriage
0: Story? What, what was that? Marriage Story? Divorce Story? Whatever that movie was?
1: Yeah, I think it was Marriage Story. Should have ended with a song. A uh, song and dance number. You tell, like, you're telling me America wouldn't want to see Adam Driver <laughs> sing a song off the, the bow of a boat? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: So she grew up with her mom. They lived on a ship. They were really poor, so they lived on a fucking barge, which, yeah, how common is that? I don't know. I don't know anything about how the Dutch
1: live. I or... mean, for a girl... Oh, or a woman who was about to not play by the rules. I figure living on a boat is like, you know, it's some lethal weapon stuff.
0: So here Freddie was growing up with her mom and her sister on a barge. They were occasionally harboring migrants, immigrants.
1: Right. Well, they were also like I think I read that um, her mom raised them like to be pretty aware of social issues. And um, Mm -hmm. they were pretty much raised as communists uh, with social responsibility instilled in them. So, yeah, I think they helped everybody who kind of they remind me of like that family. Everybody who needed help, they just put them up, even if they didn't have room for them.
0: Yeah. So tons of uh, any anyone trying to get away from unfortunate circumstances in their country. Uh, that they were in, which I, I guess uh, it happened to be uh, Eastern Europeans at the time. Right. 1940. Freddie is 14. Her sister is 16. Mm-hmm. Germany invades uh, the Netherlands. Yep. By the way, and they I, lived in Harlem.
1: <laughs> I didn't know there they, was a Harlem. They lived in Harlem. New York is all like Dutch names. Like the Bronx is a Dutch name, and um, well, it was like that's why it was originally called New Amsterdam. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of Dutch settled in New York, so a lot of our names are are uh, the names of the city are derived from Dutch names. Uh, but I I wanted to say but when they invaded, I think I think that um they were hiding uh, uh Jewish people in their home at the moment that the Germany invaded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and had they had to like quickly get shuffle them out and get them in another place to stay.
0: Yeah. So it started with uh the kids got really into the kids were introduced to the resistance by way of handing out flyers and mm-hmm. uh, anti-Nazi literature, which was, that in and of itself was dangerous enough at oh, the time. Oh, yeah. But eventually, they progressed into, they were stealing IDs, they were making fake passports, and, and they were mostly smuggling uh, and helping children, yeah, uh, Jewish children,
1: to... Uh, escape i I agree with you, I think it's so bold um to be fourteen and sixteen and in you know you read about it like distributing pam- pamphlets or or hanging you know posters or, or things like that, mm-hmm. but I mean, you get caught it's over like it's just it's done it's just and it's it's a scary thing, but like I think it's like um so amazing that they were doing that at such a young age
0: when I was fourteen, I swear to god i I wanted to be a ninja turtle, that was my fucking goal, <laughs> right,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 14 I was like just no I, I can I I can't even do my homework on time.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming that they were they were doing homework and this other shit too. So eventually they attracted the uh, attention of the leader of the, the Dutch resistance. Uh, now I'm unsure exactly how uh, maybe they were just uh, so I don't know they were good at flyering. They were really good at <laughs> Uh, well, they would also, uh, they would poster. They would go out. Uh, what do you call it when you put up posters with paste? Uh, I don't know. A lot of uh, a lot of men were leaving to go work in Germany because you know, obviously, there wasn't a lot of work to be done in a in a country that was uh, occupied, occupied in war yeah. times. So uh, the Germans were attracting Dutch men to come work in Germany. You know, ostensibly, I guess to recruit them the girls would ride around on their bicycles and paste over the their recruitment posters uh, oh cool mornings
1: yeah that's super badass
0: so uh eventually they got recruited uh to officially join a resistance and they were so young at the time that the guy uh had to ask their mom's permission
1: (laughs) i love i love that yeah
0: he didn't tell he didn't say that you know they were going to be killing people but uh
1: well, I think they, I don't think he necessarily knew that they were going to be killing people, but he was like, they got Pluck, man. We, we, we want to get him, fill, him out, fill out a W-9 and get him going.
0: They got Moxie. <laughs> so they, their mom gave, gave permission, uh, and, and her one uh, caveat was, uh, "Yeah, you know, as, as long as you let the girls, make sure the girls retain their humanity.
1: Which, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I guess they did, but I guess, um, I guess they
0: managed as well as they could. Right now, they started small, right? And, and by the way, Freddie looked young for her age. If you look at pictures of her, she was adorable. Yeah, she she looked like just looked like a fourteen year old. Um, now their this, best friend, by the way, Honey, uh, who we won't talk much about because she's gotten enough attention, but right. she looked like she was thirty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when she was like seventeen, it, right, right. But they looked very young, which yeah. is also, I mean, a part of I think how it, how it worked for them, how they were able to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a great interview with with Freddie in um, in Vice, where she she said they were like, you know, your sister was the brave one. Um, I think because she, she had the first like kind of interaction where she she brought a nazi to a spot where they killed him yeah um and they asked her like oh was she the brave one and she's like yeah you know my sister would call me the beautiful child <laughs> and then freddie's like my sister was an unsightly child <laughs> 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 <She was> just... <laughs> uh,
0: yeah yeah freddie was freddie was adorable she wore her hair in these two little braids uh to to make herself look even younger so apparently she looked like she looked like she was like 12 she could have been a she could have been a Disney star if she was if she was born, uh, during this time, which uh, just as traumatized. Now, <laughs> right. uh, They started out small, right? They started out, uh, you know, just you know, bombing railroad tracks,
1: yeah, uh, sabotage, bombing, disrupting
0: um, the the supply channels. They were smuggling kids at this point as well, helping them get out of concentration camps, and eventually they got so effective at what they were doing. There was uh three of them, and they were the only girls in a cell of seven and probably uh, some of the only girls in the entire resistance to be as effective as they were. Uh, because right. they were so young and innocent-looking, they were never suspected, so they ended up giving them bigger and bigger tasks.
1: Yeah, it feels like it was Gosh. inevitable that they were so good they had to because, like you said, who's going to suspect them? Um mm-hmm. And I think that... It, Like, Hani didn't join for a little, for a couple years. Like, she wasn't there for the beginnings. Uh, So, I mean, they were like secret weapons.
0: She tried to stick out, stick it out until uh, she was done with school. But (laughs) Shipbag showed up and they were like, hey, all college students have to sign a pledge of allegiance to the Shipbag cause. And she was like, "Mm, fuck school. I'm dropping out then.
1: Yeah. Smart move. Yeah.
0: So that was when uh, she she dropped out of college and then officially joined in with them. So she was the oldest. But uh, she's had movies and books about her and all that stuff. And she was a badass in her own right. But uh, her stories has been told. So we're giving attention to the the people who uh, haven't received as much or specifically Freddie didn't receive as much attention for her feats.
1: Right. Right.
0: Now, uh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, Freddie, um, really has not received the attention, though I think that is kind of being rectified in the last few years.
0: Eventually, it was noticed that they, they received a, a lot of, uh, they would receive attention from men because men are, are fucking creeps. You are yeah. thinking? Like, how old was the average shipback soldier? Like, 17, 18? I would 19? bet
1: anywhere between, yeah, between 18 and, and probably 25. Mm-hmm.
0: And these girls were uh 14 and 16. They eventually learned how to shoot.
1: Yep, to shoot shit bags.
0: It started out with them uh, just kind of being bait.
1: Yeah, that well that's the first the first thing that they're kind of one of the first big things they're involved in is is Truus uh lures a soldier back to the spot in the woods. Mm-hmm. And they don't kill that person, but that that shit bag, but they're they're right there. They're involved in she's right next to him when it happens i yeah. believe
0: and uh, eventually their commander decided they should learn how to shoot as well which you know makes sense if you're if you're in it you should be able to to defend yourself if you have to sure and that progressed to freddy doing uh the shooting occasionally when they would lure men into the woods from from bars now they would also uh freddie and her sister on one hand i'm like this is so badass but on the other hand i'm like this is so sad because they should have been able to be to be kids mm, yes but they would do drive they learn how to do drive-bys on their bicycle on their bikes yes it's incredible not even a motorbike
1: no on their beautiful dutch bikes <laughs> do you
0: think it was like a six-speed or, or more like a beach cruiser
1: no i think it, yeah i think it's probably like a little six-speed uh, <laughs> it made me painted some some baseball cards in the spokes.
0: And they would they would uh they would hide their guns in the basket, and uh, yeah, they would just roll up on uh, on ship bags and uh, liquidate them is what they called it.
1: Yeah, I mean that is oh, chilling to say liquidate them, you know, like they're extra rugs or something you're trying to get rid of. I going out I of business. The uh, in uh, in Freddy's obituary in um, in the uh. The Washington Post, Uh they so casually drop, shot Nazis while riding their bikes. It's just like (laughs) in the middle of a paragraph with like, I'm like, we have to, we have to unpack this a little Uh bit. I I mean, it's just like right sitting there, like it was like something that she just did and I'm like, okay, I get that, but Jesus. Yeah, they were teenagers. They were. They were kids. I think Truis has said that Freddie was the first of them to, to shoot a Nazi.
0: They're. There aren't any figures, official figures of, of how, of how many ship bags they liquidated. It sounds like disposing of a, a colostomy bag at a hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, oh god. Once my break is over, I gotta liquidate at least twenty ship bags.
1: <laughs> I gotta liquidate these ship bags before <laughs> I can even think about going home.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they don't they don't talk about numbers because you know apparently that's a that's a what do you call it a faux pas
1: yeah she i think people have had asked her and she was like that's not something that we talk about it's impolite yeah it's the same thing you don't
0: you don't ask a navy seal right right yeah our our president apparently is uh is is still thinks that uh bin laden might be alive by the way
1: yeah that's why we that's why we we love him okay so
0: back back to the story yeah in addition to to assassinating uh, shipbag officers and you know rescuing children, they also assassinated collaborators yes, Dutch collaborators and uh, informants and you know anyone who was selling out their people one right. thing they refused to do was uh kidnap children
1: to get the Jewish children out of there
0: well, they had I guess the one mission that they actually ended up saying no to was when they were asked to kidnap the children of a high ranking shipbag officer.
1: Oh, I see.
0: And trade the children for Jewish children who were being held prisoner. And oh, I- uh, they refused to do it because they didn't want to run the risk of those kids dying even though i mean those kids probably grew up to be nazis but know hey, yeah, they were still kids so right
1: well i yeah the thing that i found so fascinating and humane about Freddie and Trus is that they do they talk in so openly about how you know hard it was to do this thing that they were doing not just because of the work involved but you know taking a life and how that changes who you are as a person mm-hmm. fundamentally, um, despite the fact that they were, everybody, you know, who's on the right side of history knows that they were doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I could, so I can see them having an issue with that because I think that they tried as best they could um, to keep the shreds of humanity that they could for themselves.
0: Right. Like Freddie, you said that she tried to whenever possible to shoot people in the back. Yeah. so that they wouldn't know they were about to die. Right, right. And she also said the first time she, or actually, I don't even think it was only the first time. I think it might have been often that she said when she shot someone, immediately her instinct would be to try, to want to help them.
1: Yes, right. Um. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, when they, the way that they fall kind of horrified her, and your first human thought is, oh, that, like, reach out to them Mm -hmm. yeah
0: they did this until up until the end of the war they both survived uh truce and freddie lived really long lives they Mm -hmm. both died at the same age not at the same time but at the same age they both died at the age of 92 yeah they lived long lives two years apart from each other their friend honey was actually uh executed you know long story short they they caught her three weeks before the end of the war and they tortured her, and then they took her out to the sand dunes and, and made her walk so they could shoot her. And uh, apparently the first shot hit her in the arm, which was supposed to be the shot that killed her. Now, I don't know who passed this story on. It must be true if it was passed on by a shipbag, right? Because that would be the only way that the word had gotten yeah, out.
1: <laughs> how else could you know?
0: She turned around after the shot hit her in the arm and said uh, something to the effect of, you, you dumbass, I'm a better shot than you.
1: <laughs> that's that's incredible. And then they killed her. She's also known as the girl with the red hair. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, That was her. Th- that was one of her things. Yeah. But yeah, they Freddie and Truist live and just go on. And Truist, I mean, obviously, like you said, like hani, um is pretty well known and had movie a movie made about her. Pretty not too long after the war was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and Truist went on to be like a like a public speaker. But yeah, Freddie only in the last four or five years has kind of gotten mo- some of the notoriety that she deserved. And mostly because she
0: was uh, a very anxious, which is to be expected considering what she lived through, oh, especially yeah. from a very young age, very anxious and also very soft-spoken and small. She didn't want the spotlight, but she wanted the acknowledgement of what she lived through and what she accomplished and right. the, the good that she did for not just for her country but for you know humanity. Uh one thing is that uh once the war was over the Dutch decided that they, they were not fans of communism. Sure, right. And so they they tried to erase her achievements because they didn't want to be seen propping up a communist, so to speak.
1: Yeah, well, it was the Cold War kind of immediately follows and kind of puts the kibosh on their their legacy again until what like for years and years, kind of. She didn't get a pension
0: apparently until after the fifties. Brutal. Which was, you know, more than twenty years after the, uh, I guess you could call it work <laughs> that she did.
1: <laughs> yeah, until she put her hours in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now she never moved. Um, I don't. Neither of them moved away from where they grew up. No. They stayed in the Netherlands. And uh, 1981 is when a a film was released that made their their friend Honey famous, and in 2014 was when Freddie and her sister were finally awarded medals of military service.
1: Right, by the Prime 2014, Minister. insane. I feel like that's the only of... reason
0: they stayed alive.
1: I mean, obviously, they don't seem like people who did this for any sort of glory, but that's a uh, they. Changed the course of their lives and, and did good, and I would, feel, I would feel snubbed by my country if that mm-hmm. was the case. Yeah. They rescued
0: thousands of children, literally thousands of children.
1: Saved who knows how many lives mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, uh, just, by, just by taking shitbags off the map. Mm-hmm. 2018
0: is when Freddie died. Her sister died in 2016. 2014 is when their country uh, acknowledged their achievements. Right. Now, they both ended up... Uh, they both went on to get married. Truce married a, a fellow resistance fighter. Freddie married a regular guy. A factory worker, I believe.
1: Yeah. Jan, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They had three kids. And apparently having kids is how she dealt with... Uh, she she kind of used motherhood as an escape. Though I don't know how effective it was.
1: Right, yeah, to deal with her trauma. Uh. But yeah, I think she just kind of uh buried herself in having a family and raising children and and just kind of being singularly focused on that because she obviously had a lot to deal with who even knows uh but I, it feels like truist kind of like put a lot of her trauma into work and talking about the resistance and their and what they were doing and and mm-hmm. and freddie i guess partly why she was not remembered was she wasn't out at the forefront afterward kind of talking about it a lot
0: yeah no, is also an artist, right? Don't you have enough things? You know, you could just you could just be good at. You don't have to be a triple triple threat. You don't have to be a public speaker and a a shitbag killer and an artist. Like, can yeah, you just re- relax, just chill. Just you get to chill. You're allowed to be chill.
1: Cool. Don't do it. <laughs> you don't. People aren't supposed to have that much. You can't be like. You're allowed you to just have... be average uh, yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's like it, when so, like some hot person is funny. You're like, Ugh. you don't you don't get to do that,
0: right? Like Ryan Reynolds. Why 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 are you like this, Ryan? No, stop where'd that.
1: You, where'd you get the nerf? Leave some meat on the bone for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, the way that I hear these sisters talked about is I it's it's like they were twins, but they weren't twins. They were so closely bonded to each other, uh, yeah, th- through mostly trauma. But um, someone is uh, trying to make a a documentary about all the kids that they saved but one problem is that most of these kids are no longer alive because it happened so long ago which is crazy that these women lived this long
1: right but also like they weren't i mean they weren't much older than i'm sure some of the kids that they were saving
0: true yeah true
1: like they were children 14 Mm -hmm. 16 Mm-hmm. but speaking of making things my wife has a pilot that was that's based on these sisters oh really because she and her writing partner saw the story and they were like oh this would make a great tv show yeah so they have a pilot called hard dead nazi dick and uh, um and it's about a family H- hbo and what, are, what
0: are we talking
1: <laughs> no <laughs> i mean yeah it would be it would have to be but yeah it's about a family in the netherlands of sisters who joins the resistance nice
0: i want to read it Freddie died the day before her 93rd birthday. But a good old life.
1: I, I guess. A I, I a would life. say a
0: life, a life lived well, but was it a life well lived?
1: True. That's fair. Yeah. I'm sure that they had so much trauma and so much to deal with. But in interviews, Freddie really doesn't give much credence to, or she doesn't give away much about how she dealt with it post-war. Really. Yeah, because
0: they, they, didn't, they didn't really have a childhood. They sacrificed their, their entire childhood for the greater good, which is, which is funny because, like, do you ever, you ever think about tweeting something and then you're like, oh, this is going to give me death threats.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to tweet it.
1: <laughs> right. Right, right, right. And they're out there like <laughs> blowing up bridges and derailing trains and shit. Yeah.
0: They were like, are so brave to do comedy. It's like, am I really? Because uh, oh, there's God. a lot of stuff I don't say.
1: <laughs> yeah, or do. Jeez.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, this is uh that's that's the story of, of Freddie over yeah, Overstegan. Yeah, Freddie
1: Oversteegan, Her sister Chris,
0: but but mostly Freddie. Uh Freddie was the baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the the baby of the uh, of uh, the shitbag killing bunch i think there is a documentary about them out um i think it might have aired on like dutch tv mm-hmm. uh yeah two sisters in the resistance um which i've been meaning to watch um and now i'm kind of reignited in uh, uh on this subject again
0: yeah all i hope is that um if, if this ever makes it to tv that it doesn't end up on like the cw
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope that they can sell it to somebody who will give it its full uh due. Do you got any final thoughts about about this story, Chris? Uh I just I found them um really uh, uh, amazing in for a lot of the reasons that we've talked about. Uh but I I kind of connected it a little bit. Uh you know, I think their story is very weirdly of today, sadly in a lot of ways. But one of the ways I I was thinking about it was how you talk about you kind of going on Twitter and and whatever and doing that and how casually I think everybody on on social media or in the internet can say oh we should we should just kill this person or we should kill like you you shouldn't be like you know like I if I were in their position I would kill that person I would punch, I would take and Freddie kind of talks about how devastating it was to take a life even if it was in a righteous cause mm-hmm. and I think that that is something that you don't think about when it's so easy to say you should do this or that or the other thing. And I think it's something that uh, keeps them human in my mind and also enhances their story to me Mm -hmm. because they were so acutely aware of how difficult the idea of it was.
0: Right. Now, uh, and I I believe uh, Freddie said that if if she didn't enjoy her job, it would have made her a, a monster. Yes, right. Even though she was, you know, taking out the worst... The worst people in the history yeah. of people. Now, uh, I, I believe uh, all all three of them uh, had a bounty, uh, personally placed on their heads by by Hitler himself. Now, that, that's how effective they were at the work that they did. Now, how many of us would actually? Everyone likes to say, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and kill Hitler. Right, and then it's like. Uh, you can't even delete your Facebook account.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I, this quote the quote in her in her um obituary, I think truist said that it was it was tragic and very difficult and we cried about it afterwards. We did not feel it suited us. It never suits anybody unless they're real criminals. One mm-hmm. loses everything, it poisons the beautiful things in life. And I'm like, Yeah, man. Oh, you you you're gonna do that? Guy who can't wash his jeans? <laughs> yeah ridiculous everybody's so cavalier about stuff like that and Uh you forget how much goes into these hard choices in life Mm -hmm. yeah how much how much of yourself you lose even doing the right thing yes Uh,
0: what do you have coming up that you think people might want to check out
1: um i have nothing (laughs) i have uh, i get it i i mean i don't have anything right now (laughs) i've if I do have something, you'll see you'll see it on on my uh, Twitter page, which is where I'm kind of most active, okay. uh, which is at Real Chris Cal. and um, I've been toying with the idea of maybe doing um, kind of a zoom special, uh, a character special, but uh, I have not quite put it together in my head, but okay. if that changes, Uh, At Real Chris Cal is where you will know. I also have a ton of videos up there that you can scope out. Um, Also, same name on Instagram with a lot of videos up there, too. So that is your best bet for following me.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me.
1: Thank you so much, Kai. This is great.
0: You just listened to episode 62 of Women Who Kill. Again, if you like the show, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. And uh, if you want to support with your dollars, which is... Honestly, the best way to do it. Stop by Patreon.com slash KaiChoice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. Join the Women Who Illuminati. You get access to bonus content. Uh, the archives of the show, by the way, the f- most recent 20 episodes are always available everywhere podcasts are found. Everything else is in the archives. Uh, you also, uh, I send out free stuff occasionally. I send out free merch, uh, surprises in your mailbox, Uh, good things. It's worth it. It's a good time. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.